Welcome to the Marriage Success Podcast with Dr. David Stevens. The purpose of this podcast is to highlight biblical principles for building healthy marriage and family relationships. Dr. Stevens is an author, seminar leader, and relationship coach to married couples and singles in the dating game. To learn more about Dr. Stevens, please visit marriagesuccess.org. But now, let's join Dr. Stevens for today's edition of the Marriage Success Podcast. Hello, this is David Stevens. Welcome to the Marriage Success Podcast. My guest on today's podcast is Dr. K.J. Johnson. Dr. K.J. was a teenage father in high school. After high school, he joined the U.S. Marine Corps, but left the U.S. Marine Corps to raise his two sons as a single father. While raising his sons, he worked full-time and attended college as a full-time student. We will kick off our interview with Dr. K.J. after this important announcement. Hello, this is Dr. David Stevens with your marriage success moment for today. Learn how to listen. Effective communication cannot exist if one person is doing all of the talking. So take time to listen. You may acquire additional facts and information that could change your entire perspective about the situation. And this is your marriage success moment for today. This message was brought to you by MarriageSuccess.org. Welcome back to the podcast. My guest on today's podcast is Dr. K.J. Johnson. Dr. K.J. was a teenage father in high school. After high school, he joined the U.S. Marine Corps, but left the Marine Corps to raise his two sons as a single father. While raising his sons, he worked full-time and attended college as a full-time student. While working and attending college, he earned a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, and he was recently awarded his doctorate degree. Now let's hear Dr. KJ share his extraordinary story. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. KJ. Thank you, Dr. Stevens. Uh, Just listening to it, uh, my mind is going down memory lane. And uh, as you're reading off, uh, I guess you say my bio, I'm sitting here thinking about how that bio has grown from... uh, uh, nothing but uh, high school at one point. Then uh, we added the Marine Corps, and it took years before anything else was added. Uh, I think I went back to college at age 34. And wow. uh, a lot of, uh, of, of, let's just say, uh, prepping and planning, a lot of uh, hurdles to jump over, uh, beating odds in so many ways. So uh, thank you for inviting me to the podcast. I've been looking forward to it. Uh, I like to say this before we get too deep in it, but I had a very good mentor. So uh, the the marriage success program. Uh, guess what? I'm a byproduct of that. I'm I'm the I'm gonna, I, I, my mentor is Doctor David Stevens. <laughs> so uh, so let let everyone know uh, in podcast land. This is not a fake thing. This is real. It's been going on for a while. Well, thank you for that that compliment. Uh, It's been a a real joy to see you grow and mature and accomplish some of the things that I know you worked hard to achieve. So let's go way back. Let's go way back, uh, especially uh, especially back to a point when things may have seemed a little bit difficult. Uh, Things may have uh, appeared kind of dire because um, you were in the rather unusual predicament uh, of being a, a teenage father. You were in high school. What was it like being a teenager in high school with a child? 
Whoa, that's a loaded question right there. Um, <laughs> when I grew up, we uh, we grew up in a uh, housing project area. Uh, my mother was a single parent, and um, so I saw teenage parents. Okay, I saw teenage parents as early as being in the sixth grade and being a parent, and I couldn't fathom that, so I just didn't think about it. So, of course, being a parent as a teenager meant that you did something you wasn't supposed to be doing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so there's some consequences of doing some things that you shouldn't be doing. You, <laughs> you're getting in some areas you're not ready for. <laughs> so uh, as you say, Dr. Stevens, I was uh, one of those people that uh, was in some areas I shouldn't have been in. And uh, the consequences was uh, having a young girl that I went to elementary and high school together and, uh, and we end up having a, a son. And I think it started before he was born when I knew she was pregnant. Ah. Yeah, yeah. When I knew she was pregnant and, uh, you know. <laughs> Things begin to change. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I knew it was mine. I, I may have wanted to think it wasn't, but, you know, it wasn't no sense in trying to go that route with it. It wasn't no sense in that. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. So uh, I I can remember laying in the bed, looking at the ceiling and thinking about what's next. (laughs) Yeah. What's next? Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's pregnant. She's she's expecting a baby. And what's next? Uh, You know, being a father, I got to pay bills. I got to buy diapers. All that kind of stuff was going through your head. huh? Everything and above. Uh, I can remember working uh, after school. At uh, Mr. Gaddy's Pizza. So I was making pizza, delivering pizzas, probably making $3.50 an hour. And I had no doubt in my mind. It wasn't a situation where you watch the movies and they drop out of high school to take care of the family. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't going to happen. So you didn't think about dropping out of school, getting a job, and say, I'll just work and take care of my kid? Nah, it wasn't even a a thought in my mind of dropping out. The thoughts in my mind, as uh, a matter of fact, I was a junior. When okay. uh, he was born. Ah. Yeah, I was junior. And the thoughts in my mind was, okay, what do I need to do? So at this point, I got to focus. Yeah. You know, I, and at the junior in high school, no, I can't take care of my child. Right, right. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's when the family, as they say, uh, uh, that, that whole term, take a village to raise a child. Yeah. Uh, my mother and uh, the, my son's uh, mother's mother, well, they just kicked in. Okay. Kind of did what they had to do, but they didn't leave us responsible lists. Okay. Okay. They didn't let you off the hook, huh? No, no, no. Matter of fact, uh, after uh, he was born, I can remember being a senior in high school, and he would spend the night with us doing okay. the weekday. Okay. Uh, I can remember him laying right next to me, snuggled up under my armpit, <laughs> asleep. And, Boy, and on I, school night. I got to go to school the next day, and he's wow. right there, asleep. I can remember some mornings waking up, and um, he was wet right there, too. <laughs> <laughs> but right then, and got up that morning, and uh, my mother and I, we kind of tag-teamed it. Either um, I got him kind of cleaned up and uh, washed up, or she did. And either I dropped 
him off at the daycare and dropped her off at work and I kept the car or she dropped me off at school and dropped him at the daycare and she kept the car. Yeah. I mean, it was just a, a, it it wasn't a pressure thing, but I always think back. My mother just stepped up. Yeah. 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 So you didn't get beat up and condemned. You know, you're growing up in the church and everything. You know, some people struggle with that because it's OK. I had a baby out of wedlock. And, you know, uh, some churches uh, probably still do this. Uh, you know, uh, tell the young lady to stand up in front of the church and apologize to the church because she got pregnant. And, you know, kind of be discouraging uh, and uh, can really uh, have an uh, adverse effect on a young lady's uh, uh, self-esteem for quite a while. So you never went through anything like that? Nah. Matter of fact, uh, I can remember, I guess because uh, the family didn't do that to me. Okay. Yeah. My family didn't beat me up. Uh, I didn't get any of those cross-eyed looks. It yeah. was just the point of, I think they were very pleased that I didn't run from my responsibility. Yeah. And uh, and and I grew up with a, a father. He wasn't in the house, but I grew up with a father. But I grew up with grandparents. Yeah. So I had a lot of good uh, influences. I had uh, yours truly on one end. I had my father's brother on another end. I had my grandparents on both ends. And, and as I said, I had a single parent mother that was making it work. So your mother and father were divorced. And uh, she took on the responsibility of uh, being uh, a single parent with you and uh, your sister and uh, just trying to uh, make good things happen. And uh, you saw that uh, the things that she was doing, was that an inspiration to you as well? Oh, most definitely. Matter of fact, uh, I don't want to leave out my sister because uh, my sister just kind of she was two years older than I was. So she just jumped right in there. And just wherever she was needed, whether it was uh, picking him up sometime, babysitting him sometime. And it wasn't that I didn't do a whole bunch of asking people to do it. They just jumped in and did it. Yeah. You know, and I think a large part of that was because I wasn't running from the responsibility. You know, okay. a child with a child, basically. Uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, I knew how to change diapers. I knew how to feed them. Sometimes you just play with them. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know that's it Some, sometimes just play, with just, just play with them you know yeah. well, that's all part of fatherhood part of all the fatherhood and uh, that relationship with him being there when i was a teenager has really stayed steadfast because um, there's a 17 year gap between my oldest son and myself oh okay. and our relationship started so early i was a kid with a kid yeah and some of that attachment of those him sleeping in the bed with me as a teenager, it it stuck. Yeah. 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 So, so you bonded early on bonded and still tight. Early. And uh, you could tell the difference because he saw a lot. Whether yeah. he understood it or not, he yeah. saw it. Yeah. Yeah. OK, well, that's high school. Now, you say you were in 11th grade then. I uh, understand uh, you took some um pretty big uh, steps after that you uh, took on a little bit greater responsibility. Tell me what happened after high school. Well, after high school I had made a decision that uh, I did want to go to college and uh, during those senior years the uh, uh, we didn't really have what I would call the, the kind of programs in our high school that they really came out and, and, and pushed toward college. It was, uh, you had more of the military branches 
that came seeking you out. And all of them came with the same story. You can go to school and serve your country. (laughs) And I looked at, okay, I have a child. My, My mother is already financially doing everything she can do. Okay, what's my role? My role is not to put this responsibility on my mother. Now, I'm not leaving out my son's mother and his family either, but he's still my child. Yeah. Okay. So uh, one of the ways I saw that I could be a productive and positive father was, okay, you need a job, Uh but you need to go to school. Okay. And the Marine Corps was selling that dream that you could go to school for free and have a job. Now, the assumption was at some point, of course, me, my son, and and his mother would be together. And that was the, as you call it, the uh, American dream with the white picket fence. Okay. Okay. All right. So I joined the Marine Corps, and uh, the main purpose was to have financial stability and to have an avenue for an education because we wasn't getting scholarships. We didn't have the kind of money to send me to college. So it was really... I had to make a decision. Now, remember, I'm an 18-year-old teenager making decisions yeah. about how to make this work. <laughs> well, tell you what, I want you to tell me a little bit more about that after this quick uh, ID break. And when we get back after this break, I want you to tell me what it was like being in the Marine Corps, okay? We'll be right back after this moment. You're listening to the Marriage Success Podcast with author and seminar leader, Dr. David Stevens. Hello, this is Dr. David Stevens with your Marriage Success Moment for today. Keep being friends. Couples who have a genuine friendship also have better communication habits and enjoy one another's companionship long after the children are grown and gone. These couples usually survive tough times a little bit easier also because good friends are more inclined to work things out when they hit a bump in the road. And this is your marriage success moment for today. This message was brought to you by MarriageSuccess.org. And welcome back to the Marriage Success Podcast. This is David Stevens, and my guest for today is Dr. K.J. Johnson. He's a single father who had raised two adult sons now, and uh, he started out as a teenage father, and uh, he did some uh, pretty uh, big boy things as a teenager, and he had to take on the responsibility that goes along with doing things that adults should be doing. And uh, he was just about to uh, tell us a little bit about his experiences in the Marine Corps. Dr. KJ, what was it like being in the Marine Corps? You have to grow up fast. <laughs> the Marine Corps is not for the faint of heart. Okay. <laughs> when I tell you they have a, a weeding out system that beat any HR program I've ever seen. Uh, I'm still thinking about you saying you have to grow up fast. <laughs> that, they don't treat you like a kid. You you signed the contract, you said you want it, and they said we got it for you. <laughs> okay, did you do a little bit of traveling while you were in the Marine Corps? Oh, man, uh, the traveling was probably one of the better things that I enjoyed. I 
Got to go to several different countries, travel all over the United States, went to Germany, Denmark, Sweden, France, Norway. Uh, they, they let us go to England, but they wouldn't let us get off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, let's just say uh, some things had happened up in Denmark that we we, oh. lost, we lost that privilege to get off the ship. Oh, bad boys. Yeah. So, you know, Marines. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. right. Just being Marines. <laughs> yeah, but I've been stationed on the East Coast, West Coast, done a lot of traveling. Uh had a, uh, a stint up in uh, Fort Sill, Oklahoma, been in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, Camp Pendleton, California, 29 Palms, California, all up and down the East Coast uh, and West Coast, really. So the traveling was something I greatly enjoyed. Uh, I got a chance to just meet a lot of different people, got a chance to go home with a lot of buddies and see how they grew up and see friends and family. A lot of them came home with me as well. Uh, but I always made sure I came home. Uh, my grandfather used to tease that I came home more than anyone he ever knew in the military. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the one thing that nobody thought about, and uh, I had a girlfriend at the time. Of course, I was coming to see her, but I always had, and that by this time now, I have two sons. Okay, hold on. Let's back up. <laughs> okay, you had one in high school when you were a teenager. Exactly. Then you joined the Marine Corps, and you say now you have another one. Did you meet someone in the Marine Corps? Did you meet someone in Denmark or <laughs> <laughs> on the West Coast or East Coast? Tell me about that second one. Well, uh, my first son's mother and I, as I said, we went to elementary and high school together, so we had been knowing each other a very long time. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I think uh, our parents knew one another parents so nobody was strangers and um, of course when you have one child you're trying to make it work and in that trying to make it work we end up having another child okay and um, very very good family that she came from but one of the things that just wasn't working for her was to travel and if you're in any branch of the military Travel is just part of the uh, the job description. Okay. And if you're not going to travel, you got to make a decision. You got to get out. And okay. at the age I was in, and you're under a four year contract when you first joined the Marine Corps, there is no such thing as getting out and having anything positive come behind your name. So at some point, the relationship, uh, I would say mutual means, just kind of dissipated. But at that point, it was now we have to be friends and. We have to take care of these kids. Yeah. So yeah. so now I have two sons. That you got to take care of. Got to take care of, man. Okay. I mean, just, hey, <laughs> the story hadn't changed. Now we got another mouth. Got yeah. to put some clothes on him and, uh, and, and join the club, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're in the Marine Corps. You got a second child. Right. And how that imp- how did that impact your decisions uh, as it relates to uh, becoming a... Uh, career military man or is it time to get out of the Marine Corps or what went through your head when the second child came? When the second child came, the the motivation to almost marry for the sake of the children was very high on the on my mind. Oh really? Yeah, because of now there's one, now there's two and a lot of the guys that I was stationed with didn't have fathers in their lives. 
Okay. Uh, several of them, they were given choices, go to jail or the Marine Corps. Ouch. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, 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 that myth was not a myth, <laughs> as they say. That was a real-life choice that a lot of them were given. Uh, some of them never knew their father. And uh, even though my father was, uh, uh, my mother was a single parent, I knew my father, he spent time with us. But at the same time, I did not want my sons to grow up without an active father in their life. And so the, the thought of getting married for the sake of the children was heavily on my mind and uh, came from a very praying family. I had a grandmother that just prayed about everything. And I watched the whole factor of that. My own mother and father got married because of children. They didn't love one another. They were high school, you know, classmates and they had a child and they got married and had another child, which was me. But they never had that base relationship. So I kind of watched that with my parents and I realized I don't want to make that same mistake. Wow. So you said you had a crossroad. You think about maybe you should get married, but then you thought about your mom and dad and said, well, you know, their marriage didn't work. And I think the reason they got married was for the wrong reason. And you didn't want to make the same mistake. It was strictly for that reason. If my mother was never pregnant with my sister, they never would have married. OK. Yeah. OK. That was pretty common at, at, at uh, which if you would say uh, probably all the way through 1960s, 70s even. And uh, that did happen quite a bit. Well, so at that time, you decided what get out of the military. Uh, did you stay in the Marine Corps or what? I realized that if I wasn't going to be able to, the traveling was fun. And what made me understand it was time to make a decision. I came home for about a 30 day stint for recruiting duty. And uh, one day I was out. Uh, I actually was coming uh, uh, from a high school to do some recruiting. And there was a, a little kid, probably right about the same age and size of my second son. And he looked so much like him that I just asked him, uh, you know, is school out today because it was school hours. And this little kid threw me the bird <laughs> <laughs> and he threw me the bird and walked off. <laughs> and uh, I would at his age, I never would have had the audacity to throw a grown man the bird and not run, <laughs> let alone walk. And the only thing I could see was that this kid has not been taught better. This kid does not have good home training. He doesn't have a father in his life. Because I, I would have been afraid that when I got home that somewhere through the neighborhood grapevine. bad news. <laughs> that they, when I walked in the house, my parents would know what I did and I was going to get beat. <laughs> and that was like a that was almost that decision making point of I've got to be that person to teach my son not to do that, among other things to do and not to do. Wow. So you had got an object lesson right there. It's like I don't want my kid to grow up like this. So I need to change. I need to do something to ensure that I'm available, that I'm around so I can teach my son how to behave. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty thought provoking, especially when you think about the fact that uh, some people spend so much time working, 
chasing a dollar, pursuing their goals and dreams and putting their families on the back burner. And sometimes the kids can get neglected. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's uh, more common than not. So um, I can I can feel you. I can feel you on that. So you decide to get out of Marine Corps. Well, what was your next move? Well, the Marine Corps life was um, I, it was going well. I was picking up rank pretty fast. I mean, I like the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps liked me. Yeah. And but I realized if I had to make this decision, you know, what was what was I going to do? What skill set did I have to bring back to the outside world that I could still come out here and actually take care of these children, move forward? Because at this point, I'm not married. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at this point, she's moved on, their mother. Yeah. And by all rights, because, you know, there was not that relationship with us anymore. Yeah. But I understood that if I didn't do something my sons were going to probably end up in similar predicaments as I or even worse as some of the other young men that I had met uh, in the Marine Corps. Wow. And I didn't want them to have that choice, jail or the Marine Corps. So you start seeing your sons in light of some of the men you had met in the Marine Corps who had been at a crossroad and gotten into trouble. And oh, yeah. You didn't want your son to end up being that way because you were not around? I wanted them to have better choices than I did. And one way to make sure they had better choices is to be there. Yeah. That's how, that was the answer to give them a better choice. Be there physically, be there emotionally, be there to the point of, I was raised in a church and I didn't see that part happening when when I'm one around. So there was so many places and this is nothing against their mother. Yeah. Remember she's young also. Yeah. Okay. So you're still talking about early 20s. When I say early, I'm talking about 21. Yeah. So you're still very, very young. When you look at what what a 21-year-old thinks, they're still almost childlike. They don't (laughs) think they are. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a measure of just just no experience. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take one more break. I think... um there's uh, another part of your story I want to make sure that the uh, audience gets to hear. And uh, after we turn from this next break, I want you to share a little bit about uh, about going to school as a uh, as a single parent. Please pardon the interruption, but that's all the time we have for today's podcast. Today's discussion will continue on the next Marriage Success Podcast. For more information about Dr. David Stevens, or if you would like to book a free seminar, please visit his website at marriagesuccess.org. Again, the website address is marriagesuccess.org. When you visit his website, check out books by Dr. Stevens. You can purchase paperbacks or download ebooks, which include pitfalls to avoid in the dating game, secrets to marriage success, and manhood challenge. Again, thanks for joining us today. And remember, love can last a lifetime.